0: Hey listeners, it's Big Z and we are back with a big episode here. Um, It's the ninth annual Oscar predictions contest between me and Kid J. Kid J, of course, is the big producer on this podcast. Um, And this is the ninth year between him and I doing the Oscars contest. Uh, I think I am six or five, two and one against you, Kid J. Is that right? All time? I
1: think, think something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I and I was undefeated, uh then you tied me and then uh you beat me. So you uh you're on a little bit of a streak right now. Actually, I think it's 6-1 one and 1 maybe. 6-1 one and 1. Uh so it's it, it, uh you know you're uh, you're on a little bit of a streak. I need to get you back of course. And you know, you and me love the Oscars cuz it kind of celebrates movies. Uh maybe not some of the, you know, the politicking that goes around it a little bit, but um, you know, the Oscars just are a lot of fun to watch. You know, you get to see a lot of movie clips. Uh, it's a good night. You know, you just chill and watch, uh, you know, what what happened in the movies that year, basically. What do, you, what do you like about the Oscars so much?
1: I like the whole kind of like uh, the whole kind of like spectacle. You know, I kind of like the montages of like the different movies. Those are fun. And sometimes you uh, usually get some uh, one or two really, really good speeches. So I really kind of like I really enjoy that of that part of the Oscars and what? seeing like the genuine emotion on some some of the people.
0: I think it's incredibly lame that the Oscars decided not to go without a host again this year. It's kind of like a cop out.
1: A bit, yeah. But uh I sometimes I guess they're kinda just filling filling their time with the musical performances, so but uh so it'll be interesting that way. Yeah, Os- um,
0: I don't care about the Oscar time length really. The only one that cares about it is uh the producers, because they got to get to the local news. Uh, that that, that those, those seem to be the only people that really care. Uh, nobody seems to care if it runs a few minutes longer, a few minutes shorter, some years, um, whatever it may be. But the, the, so the Oscars again going without a host. This Sometimes will be the third time in its history. This is the 92nd Oscars, by the way. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's wild, but uh.
0: So Justin, uh before we get into it, it's just a really great year for movies in general. Uh there's a lot of good selections here that could win. Uh, uh obviously the way things have panned out on other awards that happened before this um kind of make it a little more predictable. But this was definitely a uh, much better movie year than we've seen in the past few years combined. I agree. Yeah, it's it's
1: been there has been a s it's there's has been a, a good strong year. Like I really liked Really like Little Women. I really, I really like 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. four vs Ferrari was pretty good. I think that that could be a pretty rewatchable movie. And I think there's a, there's a, a lot of a lot of strong a lot of good um best picture nominees this year compared to compared to years past. So.
0: Oh yeah. All right. So Justin, are you ready to get down into it? The ninth annual J and Z Oscars contest, Oscar prediction contest. Yes. Yes, I am. You hold the crown right now. uh, And it's going to be taken back to to me this year. Uh, I hope you enjoyed wearing it for one year. I just wanted (laughs) to make you feel like you, uh, you know, you you were important to this process, but now it's back to get it in my court. Mm -hmm. So generally the Oscars are pretty tough to predict. Um, One year I got 21, I think, and I was just astonished uh, because that never happens. There. it's The Oscars are a little bit unpredictable, especially in some of these smaller categories. And I'll start with a really unpredictable category, Kid J. And I'll let you go first with this one. That is visual effects. So the nominees are Avengers Endgame, Irishman, 1917, The Lion King, and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. What are you going with here?
1: Uh, I think I'm going to go with um, uh, 1917. It's just like it's really known for its all of its amazing technical feats. And I think it is going to destroy the uh, the technical sides of this of the of the Oscars and. Uh, but uh, I think Irishman will be will be second. I think it'll be uh, a decently close second. But I think because of 1917's like Best Picture prowess, I think it's gonna. I think it has a, high, a little bit of a higher profile than what the Irishman or any other movies have in terms of like awards buzz. So I'm gonna go with 1917.
0: Justin, you know what's fascinating? A Marvel movie, almost every year that the Marvel movies release, they are going to get nominated in this category. They've never won. Hmm. Isn't that Yeah, I find that really fascinating. Um, actually, let me let me pull up the actual stats. Uh, nine prior Marvel movie picks have been nominated in this category, into, including two with Avengers the in their title, and they've all lost. So I think the, the close second is that's, Avengers in this category, crazy. actually, because the Irishman uh, visuals have been kind of panned a little bit. It depends on what camp you're in, but definitely not enough support to win this category by any means. Star Wars, non-factor. Lion King is kind of a wild card just because of all the photo realism uh, that they used. And to include the fact that Jungle Book won uh, when that movie was released with very similar technology and, a, and the same director. Uh, does the same thing get rewarded twice? I say, no, I'm also going to go 1917 in this category as well. And, and it was a technical feat by every stretch of imagination. So let's move on to this. The next category. And that is costume design. This is, this is a fun category. And we all, we both know a lot about costume design. Uh, the Irishman, Sandy Powell and Christopher Peterson, Jojo Rabbit, Macy Rubio, Joker, Mark Bridges, Little Women, Jacqueline Duran, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Ariane Phillips, Justin, I think this is a pretty straightforward category. Um, This category always, usually has, uh, like last year, what was the movie with the British uh, women? Why am I not, why can't I think of it right now? Um, The the comedy with uh, Emma Stone.
1: Oh, uh. The
0: favorite. Yeah, the favorite. Like, a movie like that where they're uh, they're in Britain, there's royalty, a lot of long, lavish dra- dresses and things of that nature. We don't quite have that this year. Um, but I believe the closest thing to it is Little Women, and it is a heavy favorite right now and all the odds, and that's what I'm going to roll with here. I'm going to go with
1: Little Women, too. Uh, the Prairie Pieces Always Kill in the costume category and uh little one was actually really really good so um i think that it will um uh it will it will uh win unless the oscar voters are very nostalgic for the 60s with uh, one spot in hollywood I
0: yeah that, that's so. the only possible uh other contender here is once upon a time in hollywood i don't think there's enough there to give it the victory though uh, but they—I yeah. mean—there's a lot of good costumes in that, especially with the old, the classic styles that everybody's wearing, all the way from Margot Robbie um, to Brad Pitt and the, and the shirts he wears, or lack of wearing in one particular scene. <laughs> uh, but we'll move on to the next category, and that's makeup and hair. So we'll get you know these two boring ones out of the way: costume and makeup and hair. Not our style necessarily, but makeup and hair. Bombshell, Joker. Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil in 1917. Justin, the makeup was phenomenal for this movie. Um, transforming characters, Charlize Theron looked like Megan Kelly, uh, like almost a carbon copy. Uh, John Lithgow looking like Rupert Murdoch, uh, and not you know not like the the cheap kind of makeup either, like legitimate. Blending into the character type stuff, I'm gonna go bombshell here for makeup and hair. I'm gonna go.
1: I'm gonna go bombshell too. Yeah, I've heard it's. I've heard nothing but uh, the makeup. The trans- transformation of all the characters in this movie through makeup seems to be like what, what is like probably the best part of this movie and the most well known. So I think that bombshell is gonna win for this one. When it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like kind of like an ostrich play, but this is the only one that's really getting. Any legitimate buzz, so I am gonna I am gonna pick Bombshell.
0: Yeah, this movie is largely forgotten. I think it made maybe thirty million at the box office. Not good, not good by any means. Especially with the star power that they have in the movie. Um, definitely, definitely failed. Maybe a slight Dark Horse here is Joker. Uh, obviously, the Joker makeup being the big thing uh, in that film and kind of drives the character. But again, he he doesn't have the the Joker makeup that long. It's just at the end of the movie. But it was a, it was iconic. I think you'll believe a lasting image. But I don't think it's enough to get over the hump here. Uh, bombshell seems to be a, a nice easy one. All right, Justin. So so far we're agreeing on every category. Uh, that makes it uh, you know a small margin of error for us here. But I, I think we we might get in more interesting categories here. Original song. So Taylor Swift didn't get nominated for her song, and uh, the the well regarded Cats. Uh, that that is uh, sarcasm, folks. Catch was one of the most malign films of the year. Probably probably gonna win the Razzie. Uh, I don't even. Did they come out with Razzie nominations? Good Jay. Um, not that I've not that I've seen. No, I haven't seen any this year. Hmm. Okay. But regardless, um, original song and again and another one that was everybody thought was gonna get nominated was Beyonce and Lion King. Uh, for Spirit, I believe the name of that song was. And that didn't get nominated either. So no love for the big names. Um, but there, are, I mean, there's some big names. So I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, Toy Story 4. I love that song dearly. But I don't think it's going to win. I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. I'm Standing With You from the movie Breakthrough. Which we neither of us have seen, nor we plan on seeing. The song's okay. Into the Unknown, Frozen 2. Everybody's seen that. Stand Up. From the movie Harriet, Justin, what are you rolling with?
1: Um, I have to be honest with you. I've been. I heard. I saw. I saw Rocket Man and Toy Story Four, but I don't remember these movies at all. And I only the only song I really remember is, uh, is uh, "Into the Unknown" from Frozen Two. But um, it seems like uh, it's gonna hard, kind of hard for an Elton John original song not to win an Oscar, so I think I'm going to go with Rocket Man here.
0: And especially because he did it with his uh, longtime writer as well. They're both getting credit for this song. Um, So that's another wrinkle to add right there. I'm also going to go with this one. It's picked up a lot of awards and everything that's been um, nominated for. Into the Unknown, not quite a Let Me Go, or Let It Go. Uh, Stand Up is a nice little song, but we've seen those uh, type songs before where it talks about... uh, you know, a very motivational song, but not by a well-known artist. I would because that's the category Harriet falls in. I just don't see that winning or having a chance. I can't let you throw yourself away. I'm glad I got nominated. A lot of people didn't think it would. Randy Newman's legend toy story four is an excellent movie. And we'll get to that one a little later, but I'm going to love me again. Rocket man, Uh, it's solid film in my opinion. Not everybody agrees. Uh, and a, a solid song, and I think that's going to win. It's a heavy favorite too, if you go look up the odds. So we'll move on to original score now, and this one's a little interesting. I'm curious what you're thinking, Kid J. I want I want to ask you two questions on this category, okay? Which one should win, and which one will win? The will win, of course, is the one that gets put into our contest. But I want to know who you think should win this. So we got Joker Ice. by Hildur Good on tier. Oh, I think that's an Icelandish name An a Icelandish woman Named Hildur Good I'm sorry if I, if you're listening Hildur I, I uh, cannot pronounce your last name For the life of me Little Women by Ex- Alexandra Desplat Desplat uh, Marriage Story from Randy Newman 1917 by his cousin Thomas Newman What a power Composing couple or uh, composing family, I should say. Randy Newman, Thomas Newman cousins. Apologies. Star Wars: The Rise of Star Walk, Skywalker. Of course, John Williams gets nominated. I think it's his 50th plus time getting nominated, so it's pretty insane. So Justin should win. Will win. Go.
1: I think that Thomas Newman um, should win because that score is amazing and it really drove the movie through, like the walks, all the like, you know, like the walking around from. From spot to spot in the movie, but I think that Joker, but I think Joker will win because it's been winning all, all of the different awards up up until this. And I thought it was like definitely the worst score out of all five of these movies, but for some reason it's picking up all these awards. So
0: yeah, I mean Hilder, a w- relative unknown uh, coming in this year. Uh, you know, n- never been nominated. And just cleaning up all these awards, I also do not understand it. That is a movie that is not really driven by the score. There's only one scene I can think of that really the score comes into play, and that's after he... And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Joker, skip ahead 30 seconds, maybe. So the one scene where uh, the Joker uh, kills the three Wayne Enterprise people on the train, then he runs to the bathroom and just starts dancing. Uh, very slow dance uh, with the score playing in the background, and it kind of drives that scene. Without that scene, I don't think it has a puncher's chance in hell, because otherwise the movie's kind of dominated by Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, those old classics, in addition to uh bum ba bum bum hey, down the stairs. That's all people remember from the movie, not the score. I I that I I bring this up because I agree with you. 1917 should win. I've listened to score multiple times since I've seen the movie. It's very rousing. Uh, it picks up when it needs to pick up. It, def- it drives the film forward. I'm gonna be disappointed if it doesn't win. But I'm also gonna pick Joker because it's hard to go against all these other awards uh, that it's picked up along the way. And these a lot of these people vote in the same way we've seen it year after year.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Ah, yeah. oh, man. yep. Yeah. But I would love to see 1917 win. Then that's why I wanted to bring it up. So let's move on to the next game. We still have not disagreed yet. This is making a tough contest. Production design. The Irishman. Bob Shaw and Regina Graves. Jojo Rabbit, Rob Vincent and Nora Sopokova. 1917. Dennis Gassner and Lee Sandals. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Barbara Ling and Nancy Hey. And Parasite, Lee han cho Cho-wan-woo, Han-garam, and Cho-hee. I know nobody knows who these people are. I'm trying to let you know who they are, uh, and it's kind of fun to try to pronounce their names. So, production design, The Irishman Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time, A Hollywood, and Parasite. I keep going back and forth on this one, KJ. This is a tough one for me. Oh, man. It's real. This is a category where it comes down to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. I really feel that. Um, there's a lot of love, in the, especially in betting circles, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it's hard to disagree. I mean, they, it, they make it look like 1960s Hollywood, by all accounts, especially when you hear from people that were actually alive during that time who have seen the movie. Um, they say it, they did a spot-on job, and that, that's hard to pull off, I feel. And that ranch that they go to as well. Uh, man, but Parasite, Kajay, uh, I mean, the house and the production kind of tells a lot of the story in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I personally haven't seen Parasite yet, but, um, but I've heard like the, the house, the house is like, what really, what really sets the scene for the whole movie and, um, yeah,
0: the house is the driving I, point in the movie. I think I think 70% of the film is filmed there or something like that. And it's a great... They they built a house just for this movie. I want to say Parasite, but I just can't go against the vast production that they did for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think the voters, you know, these are Hollywood voters, these L.A. people. Uh, I think they're really going to appreciate using all those sets... In Hollywood, especially in the lots and things of that nature, so I'm gonna go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What say you?
1: I'm gonna go with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood too. Um, it just it was really great. Uh, it was, all the sets were really great from like the from all like the different sets of like the TV shows and like the part where Brad Pitt's character lived. That was the trailer. It was really was really good and. It just really set the scene, but, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Parasite won, because if Parasite wins production's end, I think they have a legitimate shot at Best Picture, so something to keep an eye out for.
0: Man, Kit Jay. we're going with the same pick again. That's all right. That's all right. <clears throat> I uh, There's a chance by the end of this podcast I switch that back to Parasite. It's really tough for me. If you're looking like, at the odds I last saw once upon a time of Hollywood in Hollywood was minus 200 parasite was like plus like one sixty or something for that category. So it's pretty close. It's really close. So I'm going to say these one in conjunction. It's got all the same nominees in both categories, except for one mi- uh, switch sound editing and sound mixing. So Ford versus oh, sound editing Ford versus Ferrari, Don Sylvester, Joker, Alan, Robert Murray, 1917, Oliver Tarney and Rachel Tate, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Wiley Stateman, solid name, Hollywood name, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Matthew Wood and David Accord, and then we have all the same nominees and sound mixing, except instead of Star Wars, it's Ad Astra, why, I don't know, I couldn't tell you, now, sound editing and sound mixing. Sound editing is the sounds that you actually use in the movie. Sound mixing is the use of the sounds in the movie, if that makes sense. So, for instance, sound editing, you might get an award because you made squishing a orange sound like you're squishing, I don't know, somebody's head in. And then sound mixing is the use of the sound in that movie. Uh, That's my understanding of these two categories. If you or out there and you don't understand. But so sound editing, maybe a cole- getting the collection of sounds, sound mixing, the use of the sounds in the movie. So anyways, I am going with nineteen seventeen in both these categories. Uh the war movies really dominate these categories, and not not just any war movies, really good, well executed war movies. Nineteen seventeen, taken home, two quick Oscars here. Jay. Do you agree, or do you think Ed Astra is going to win in sound mixing for some reason?
1: I disagree. I think, um, I think, uh, I think that Ford versus Fryer is going to win one of these uh, is going to win one of these categories because the sounds were really, really kind of the sounds of the cars and you actually kind of like being there, like at the race at Le Mans and all that was really was really impactful. That a boy? Sound mixing.
0: so what, which, uh, but, uh, Ford versus Ferrari for which category then?
1: Sound mixing And I think 1917 is going to
0: win sound editing Alright, I like it We finally got a disagreement This is exciting stuff <laughs> Are the viewers ready? Because, uh, so sound editing We're both going 1917 But sound mixing You're going Ford versus Ferrari And I'm going 1917 I like it all right, so this will not end in the tie. Perhaps we have ended in one tie in history, but uh, yeah, you know, Joker. I didn't, you know, I didn't come away thinking sounds. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I was thinking soundtrack, but not the collection of sounds necessarily. Star Wars, uh, you know, they got the classic lasers, but nothing original there. The fact they got a nomination for sound editing is interesting. Um, yeah, so I. I mean, this one definitely comes down in 1917, Ford versus Ferrari. I personally, you know, I you know my feelings on 1917. So we can move on. We can move on. Film editing. This is a fun one, Kid J. Um, I believe w- the stat is 18, the last 19 best picture winners won with a film editing Oscar earlier in the night. The only one that didn't Win film editing, that one best picture was Birdman. So, I mean, oddly enough, 1917, not nominated in this category. Uh, it wasn't really known as an editing achievement, 1917. It was a cinematography achievement. Being able to weave uh, all these scenes together and make it look like one nonstop picture. But anyways, the nominees for film editing, Ford versus Ferrari, Michael McCusker, Andrew Buckland, The Irishman, Thelma Schoonmaker, Jojo Rabbit Tom Eagles Joker Jeff Groth and Parasite Jin Mole, Yang I'm gonna let you go first on this one Kid J this is maybe one of the most competitive ones on the night
1: yeah I think that uh I, Parasite's Par- I know Parasite's the favorite right now and if this wins it
0: could barely lead
1: it the best picture but um I think that Ford versus Ferrari is gonna win for uh for film editing cause uh I think it's a uh, it's really it's really well made and well cut and um uh, I think that uh, I think I think that it was just a wonderfully made movie fairly highly made very highly high quality made and I think that the film editing really kind of like helps carry the movie along and I think it's going to win.
0: Man, this is this is such a tough one for me. I mean I don't know why Joker's in there. I had some issues with the editing, actually. Um, but then again, Bohemian Rhapsody won this last year, right? And that was known as a travesty to some people that are especially in it. Edit- what do you? Uh, I mean, Kid Jay, you do editing for a living. What did you think of Bohemian Rhapsody winning this last year? Uh,
1: it's just they did the best that they could, but uh, it wasn't like the best. It wasn't like the most well-cut movie ever. But um, yeah, you can definitely tell that they did what what they
0: did to get the movie. So they get, they get credit because of the circumstances around the film. Cause I think so. Yeah. Because I mean, they had a lot of production issues and they still managed to string together a watchable movie. I think they had the narrative around that. This one's a lot tougher. These are, you know, very clean productions by all means. I perfectly left this one blank until we got to it. Cause I didn't know what I was going to feel. You like Ford versus Ferrari. I was leading Ford versus Ferrari as well. I'm going to have to go with Ford versus Ferrari too. I really want to say Parasite, but I just loved Ford versus Ferrari so much. I think it was really well edited. Those racing scenes are tough to pull off and make exciting, and I think they execute them really well. If you haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari, go see it. We'll be talking about it later in this podcast as well. As it is brought up more than once. Justin, uh, this will be an easy category we can probably both agree on. Best international film. Corpus Christi from Jan Komasa. Honeyland, Tamara Kotezvet, Kotezka. Lubo Stefanov, *Le Miserables, Lajli. Uh, Pain and Glory, Pedro Almodovar. And Parasite, Bong Jun ho Honeyland, Justin Adler, uh, a documentary and a Best International feature film, which I've never seen before. Pain and Glory, yes. Antonio Banderas, uh, he got nominated for Best Actor, we'll be talking about that later. Um, but this is, is clear-cut, this is the heaviest favorite of any category in the night. Parasite, Bong joon right?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. It's uh, Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna run away pretty easy, so um... I think it's going to win.
0: Especially the fact so that it's it a the biggest. leading contender for best picture. It's going to be hard to deny that one. Um, we don't need to spend much time on that category, um, considering we haven't seen any other films. But Parasite, definitely deserving. Great film. Uh, Kid J, I can't believe you. On, you better see it before Sunday. I will. I will try my best. Um, best live action. This is where we get in the fun part, folks. Um, have you seen any of these shorts, Justin? I'm talking about any of these live action documentary, um, animated shorts. I, I have not at all. Yeah. So we got to, this is where the research really comes into play. There's not even odds on these categories. It's really, you got to rely on what critics seeing these, uh, films are saying and it's usually a big old toss up so uh, I'll go first on the next court category I'll let you go first on this one Kid J the best live action short film we have Brotherhood Mariam Joubert uh, Nefta Football Club Yves Piat The Neighbors Window, Marshall Curry nice easy name Saria Brian Buckley and a sister Delphine Girard Justin, best live action short film. What are you think? What are you leaning towards? Um, I'm gonna go
1: with the neighbor's window. Mm. I was reading some stuff about it today, and apparently that it's like it has some like notable name, uh, semi recognizable names in it. And I think that um, it's gonna be kind of like with the, the one the one last year that it looks good. Um, it's well made, and I think people will gravitate there towards that if they see familiar faces.
0: Yeah. So, Um, that, that's definitely, so there's two that I've seen picked a lot uh, after reading a lot of these critics, uh, picks neighbor's windows up there. And the other one is brotherhood and brotherhood is the one I'm going to go for. Actually. It's about, um, someone returning home after fighting ISIS and then is fighting with his father. It's a Canadian film, a neighbor's window. Kid J is like, uh, kind of like a rear window, uh, but in really short film for, uh, Gen Xers, as I was reading in the one description, where the older couple is spying on the newer couple across the street. Um, I'm going to go with the one that kind of speaks more loudly and has some deeper, larger themes in Brotherhood. I think that's going to resonate more in this category for the risks that they take. Uh, so I'm going to go with Brotherhood. We're going to go with Neighbor's Window, right? Uh, so we, we have another differing one. I like it. This is Now, we're, now, now it's getting a little more interesting, so... We, we have two different picks, right? Yes. So two, whoa. Alright, two. Best documentary short subject. Some these always have fun names. In the absence, Yi Sung Jun and Gary Byung Siok Kam. Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone. Carol Dissinger. Life overtakes me. Christine Samuelson and John Hoptus. St. Louis Superman. Sumitri Mundar and Sami Khan and Walk Run Cha Cha. <laughs> Laura Nix. Justin Kid J. Uh, what are you leaning towards? I am leaning towards learning to skateboard in a war zone. I like the name. Um, it's about the this young group of women learning to skateboard uh, in Syria, I believe. So that that is obviously a big, large theme. It can resonate really quickly in a category like this. It can really stand out, and to get that footage is also interesting. So that's what I'm I'm going with.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with uh, learning how to skate, learning to skateboard in a war zone too, because um, I uh, I it seems like it seems like what appeal to more ask voters the most. I, I'm not too familiar with any of these. Uh, documentary short subject short, sub, short, short subject nominees. So I think I'm just going to go with the one that appeal that would that the war the war one that would seem like it would be more real and would appeal on an emotional level to the most of the voters.
0: All right, so let's move on to best documentary feature, American Factory, Julia Reichert and Steven Bognar um, this is also American Factory. Um, it's on Netflix. And in addition to that, they uh, it is done by the production company that the uh, former president, Barack Obama, runs now in his post-presidential career. Then we have The Cave for us, Fayed, The Edge of Democracy, Petra Costa. For Saba, Wad El and Edward Watts. And then Honeyland, the aforementioned Honeyland. Uh, also in the best international picture, but also in best documentary. And that is by Tamara Kotevska and Ludbo Stefanov. First of all, how am I doing with these names?
1: Uh, you're doing okay.
0: <laughs> oh, just okay? Yeah. Yeah. Just okay is not okay. <laughs> that, uh, that's, at least that's what the at t commercials are telling me. So that, that means I'm probably doing less than okay. Um, but anyways, Justin, uh, American Factory has been doing really well. Really well received. It's actually on a lot of top 10 lists. I am, Honeyland got a lot of respect. I, I would think that'd be the, if there's one to possibly um, take this category away from American Factory, the presumptive favorite. It is Honeyland, and we've seen some uh, we've seen some upsets in this category in the past. You know, the presumative favorite doesn't win, so it's kind of a wild card category, so I will not, you know, chastise you too much for going with another one like Honeyland, but I'm going to go with American Factory. That's my choice. Barack Obama, by the way, will not be coming to the stage. He, as as I mentioned, uh, he wasn't one of the, you know, he didn't work on the film, just his production company. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm gonna have to go with American Factory too. It uh, seems like it's it is a very popular documentary this year, and has very impactful story about you know the, the Chinese company buying an old GM uh, old GM factory and kind of like the culture classes between Chinese business and American and American labor, and it seems like it has a very powerful story that. Um, that has really resonated with a lot of people, and I'm surprised that Honeyland hasn't gotten more buzz because it is also nominated in, you know, best international feature.
0: Yeah, I think this is the first time uh, that that's ever happened, where uh, a documentary has been in another category as well, especially yeah. uh, best international feature. That's definitely never happened. I can guarantee that. But I mean, that's just from. Uh, you know what I think I've heard. I can't confirm that necessarily at this moment, but yeah, another uh, another category. To agree on these Oscars. Every year they become more and more predictable. And KJ, this is also. So I know I told you, Parasite um, was the biggest favorite of the night. This is a close second, very very close second, and it's also very deserving. I would feel um, I would be really pissed off if this didn't win because it totally deserves it. By every measure of the imagination. So, cinematography is a category. The Irishman. Rodrigo Prieto. Joker. Lawrence The Lighthouse. Jaren Blaschke. 1917. The legendary Roger Deakins. And once upon a time in Hollywood, a well-respected Robert Richardson. Justin, if Roger Deakins doesn't win, are we going to riot? Are we going to protest? Are we going to start a change.org Petition.
1: I think so. Yeah, his his work in 1970 was was really really incredible with having the one shot look completely seamless, and uh, I think that his his work on top of like you know a Blade Runner 2048 is um is really 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 amazing. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I thought also kind of deserved some recognition too because that looked really great, but. uh but I think Roger Deakins
0: will win. Yeah. And what, what? What's your favorite? Did you watch the, um, featurettes about the making of this film by any chance? I have not. No. Oh man. I, Roger Deakins almost seems like co-director the way he, uh, works with, uh, Sam Mendes on this film. Now, of course, he's not the director, um, mm. by any means, but he, he is working side by side with Sam Mendes, trying to get the perfect shot. Um, my favorite scene in this movie Is uh Well What's your favorite scene in 1917
1: Um I'd have to say the one where they're going through The uh through the abandoned um Through the mine shafts like When mm-hmm. they're going through yeah. that one was really good
0: Yeah Oh Man there, there's some really excellent scenes That one Well you know what? we'll save it for Sam Mendes okay Um because he's ultimately the one that directs it So we're both going Roger Deakins here do not bet on that category because uh, you're not going to make a lot of money. Uh, but if you want to make, like, $1 on, like, a $1,000 bet, then put Roger Deakins. All right, Kid J. Now we're getting some real categories here. Um, I'm First, before we get into, you know, the bigger ones like screenplay, I'm going to go to animated feature. So animated feature. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Dean DeBlois. I lost my body. Jeremy Clapin, Claus, the Netflix uh, movie, Sergio Pablo's Missing Link, which somehow, some way won a Golden Globe, Chris Butler, and Toy Story Four, Josh Cooley. I will be extremely pissed, Kid J, if Toy Story Four doesn't win. Is it going to hurt it that it's the fourth film in a in a major franchise? <laughs>
1: Um, it could I think like that that doesn't that does kind of um, bore bore board voters a bit if it's like if it's the same se- if they're voting for the same sequel over and over again. but um, I think that but I, I do I am gonna pick Toy Story four, but um I, I am kind of worried about missing Lincoln Claws because it does seem like those two movies are gaining momentum and uh, at least in the at least in the betting markets and uh, I think that uh. I think that I that they could win. Um, they could they could win. I think claws is like the is the one to look at because it's Netflix. It's got Netflix behind it. They can put a big campaign out, make get the word out about what it is—a movie about Santa and stuff. But I think that uh, I think that I could definitely I could definitely win. But I think that Toy Story four is going to be the winner.
0: Well, I mean, claws is the only one that's going to try to pull us away from Toy Story. I think claws is like two and a half to one odds. And or maybe in three to one. Toy Story is minus one twenty. Kid J, if you're looking for any good betting odds, that is the best you will find. Minus one twenty to minus one fifty. Um, I'm looking at Bovada right now. This is a sports betting website, but uh, minus one twenty right now, at least there. So I would I would put a, I might put a lot on Toy Story four. First of all, it's a, a phenomenal film. It's the top ten film of the year for me. Am I a little biased because I love all the original Toy Stories? Yes. Um, did I get my godson a Buzz layer and a, and a Woody, uh, you know, action figure slash doll, if you will. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you call them dolls, uh, action figures. I don't know. Uh, regardless, I got, I, you know, I'm a big Toy Story guy. I'm a homer for them, but this, this movie is phenomenal. All right. I mean, it, it's not as good as Klaus missing link. Uh, not even the best that company's ever made by a wide margin, you saw, I lost my body, right?
1: Uh, yes, I did. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It's more of like an adult, um, animated movie. So maybe that's why I didn't get as much, as much, uh, reputation, but it, I think I thought it was, I thought it was very good. It's, um, it's, a it's a, it's, it's a bit interesting. It's interesting in the way they tell the stories is, is good, but, uh, it's, I don't think it's going to win at all. So, but I thought it's a I thought it was a quality movie. So,
0: yeah, it's a- uh, it's about a hand trying to find its body or something, right, some weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, like a severed hand, like trying <laughs> to re- reunite itself with its body.
0: Well, wow, that's cute. Um, but I mean, come on, come on. I know you said Netflix has a campaign trying to go for claws, but Toy Story Four made over a billion dollars. Okay, I think that's more than enough of a campaign. Everybody should have seen this movie. Um, it should win. P- Pixar does not lose. It does not lose. Um. And it, it's not; it doesn't deserve to lose this year by any means. Give it to Toy Story Four, please, 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 please. Um, another one I want to get over since we're doing animated really quick. Uh, animated short. So we have Dakara, Daria, Kashiva, Hairlove, Love, Matthew, Way Cherry, Kit Bull. That's not Pit Bull. That's Kit Bull. Rosanna Sullivan, Memorable by Brutal Klay. That sounds nice. That sounds really nice sister by Siki song Siki song what a fun name um I obviously mess around saying these the names of these movies because there's no chance in hell I've seen them none of them were before the Pixar movie this year which is very rare usually the Pixar movies have a short before them and they're usually almost nominated and that's usually the one we pick but they did not have one this year kid J so we are relegated to using the internet to find the pick and my pick is hair love by Matthew a cherry the cherry on top of of his Oscars Sunday. I will be here all night. Thank you. <laughs> so Kid J, what are you going with?
1: I'm going with Hair Love as well. It's um it's actually made by a former, I believe, NFL player. And um it's about it's a uh, it's a movie about like him like figuring out how to how to uh how to care for his daughter's hair and how to treat it and stuff like that, how to brush it and stuff. And I think and I think it's a really it's a really nice story. I think you can watch it on like Instagram T V the full one version,
0: anyways, um, or you can probably find it on YouTube or something. But um, wow, yeah, A former but, NFL player. He left yeah. in 2007 to pursue a film career. He played for Jaguars, Bengals, Panthers, and Ravens. This is Matthew H. Cherry, of course. We're talking about um, not a notable career, of course, uh, because yeah. none of us have ever heard him from Chicago, by the way. I should throw that out there. Um, but mm. yeah, and this uh, hair love movie movie in 2017 was created uh, from a Kickstarter campaign uh, where they raised $75,000. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And actually, no, it, I'm sorry. I'm misreading this. It had an initial goal of 70000 and raised over 300000 So that's really cool. That's really cool. It's a six-minute film. Um. So yeah. check it out because it is a presumptive frontrunner in this category. Him, Me and KJ both going with it. Yeah. All right. Now let's get into more meaty categories. And the first one I want to talk about, and this is a fa- these are these are two interesting categories. There could be upsets here. There's definitely favorites, but there could be upsets. Original screenplay: "Knives Out," Rian Johnson. "Marriage Story," Noah Baumbach. "1917," Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson. "Kerns." "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood," of course, Quentin Tarantino. And then Parasite, Bong Joon Ho and Jin won Han. KJ, I want to get your opinion on this one first. I'm gonna let you, you know, I'm gonna let you take this one first.
1: I think uh, original screenplay is it's a very very strong year for original screenplay. Yeah, hell yeah. Of, with the exception of 1917, I thought it wasn't like Aw, the strongest. Boo.
0: Movie.
1: More of like a technical movie. But uh, is there nine, something? You, really- is there
0: something you thought that should have been nominated instead of 1917?
1: Um, book smart, maybe I thought that was, yeah, yeah. that was pretty
0: good. <sighs> 1917 is n- obviously it's not a, uh, I it's a technical achievement, but some people don't like the, the script. I am a fan of it. I really like the beginning and end of the film, especially again, spoiler. If you haven't seen 1917, don't, or, uh, I don't, I'm not saying don't listen. Just give ahead 30 seconds. Um, just really quick, I love the beginning, love the end. How he starts at the tree and ends in the same field. It's a nice, it's a nice tie from the beginning to the end, and kind of the, you know, the hellish steps that he takes and all the little things in between. I, I can defend this script a lot more. Uh, Booksmart is a solid nominee to throw in there in its place. It definitely doesn't deserve to win um, because this one really comes down to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Parasite. Knives Out, excellent job by Ryan Johnson. Not quite a winning script. Marriage Story, maybe too real to win. You know what I mean? It, it like hit too close to home for people to vote it as a winner. Don't you feel that way a little bit? That why why that uh, Noah Baumbach's kind of lost steam in this category.
1: Yeah, I think so. I thought, I thought it was a really good. Uh, I thought it was a really good script though, and I kind of, I kind of, he's he is deserving of winning, but uh, there's just other more. More uh, contenders in this.
0: He deserves to win, you're saying, but he also doesn't deserve to win because there's other better winners. Is that right? Yeah. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, what are you going with? Once upon a time in Hollywood or Parasite?
1: I'm gonna have to go with Once upon a time in Hollywood.
0: Ooh, going with an upset here because he was the presumptive favorite. Um, heading into this process. But now, um, you know, the betting odds and everything of that nature have gone with parasite. But I like yeah. I like it. You're gonna want the other side. Quentin Tarantino for his third win. Uh this is pretty much the only chance for him to win on the night, most likely. Not to foreshadow the best picture uh category. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go with parasite, KJ. Okay. Um, it it won the WGA. Now granted, uh You know, uh, Quentin Tarantino couldn't be nominated for that because he's not part of the Writer's Guild or any guild. He's his own Mm -hmm. man. Um, But I think Parasite's got a lot going for it. I think people are going to give it a lot of credit for the uh, rich versus poor battle that goes on in this movie. It's a really clever script, really clever. I, I mean, I saw both these movies and, I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's got a pretty great script. I love the ending. Um I won't mention the ending. I guess I'd also I'll just say that the ending, he already had done it once in another film. The kind of again, like this is a five second spoiler, so skip ahead. The the, the messing with history, if you will, he'd been there before. There's a lot of good. His best scene. What what's his best written scene in that movie? Quentin Tarantino. What's the one that puts it over the top against Parasite for you? Is there one Um, scene in particular?
1: I'd say kind of like the whole, um, the part where he's like, um, where, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is doing the, doing the scene with, uh, Timothy Alphonse character for the TV, the TV show scene. He keeps messing up and going back. Hmm. And then, um, that was really good. And I think the ending, I think the ending is really strong too. And it's just kind of like out, out there. And
0: yeah, I, (sighs) I, The only thing that makes me hesitate is Parasite. Uh, you know, reading it in English, does it come across the same compared to the way it was written in Korean? And, you know, on the actual page, it might be a different result. Mm-hmm. But the, the results on the screen, you know, I, I think the script sticks out a little more, especially for the voters here in America. They're watching the movie, they see every single word. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, they don't see every single word necessarily in the screenplay. It sticks out. I'm going to go with Parasite, I'm going to stick with that. It is the favorite. I could see it losing to Quentin Tarantino again. I mean, he's an American film legend, but Parasite's got a lot going for it. That's a super strong script uh, that we don't see too often. So, let's move on to another really tough category. Adapted Screenplay. Um, The Irishman by Steve Zalian. This uh, sold for a record, the script to Netflix, and obviously um, for good reason. Jojo Rabbit. Taka Waihiti who's gaining extreme uh, amount of popularity in recent years, ever since that first Thor movie came out of his, or the third Thor movie, I guess. Joker, Todd Phillips, and Scott Silver. Kid J, do you ever think Todd Phillips would be nominated for a screenplay, ever? Never. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Little Women, Greta Gerwig, and the two popes, Anthony McCartan. Kid Jay, this also seems like a two-horse race between Jojo Rabbit and Little Women it's it's kind of disappointing cuz the irishman again there's two best picture nominees i haven't seen little women and irishman i plan on seeing them before sunday um so follow me on twitter if you want to see my reaction to those but this is a jojo rabbit little women category uh, the all the um Momentum is going towards Ta- Takawahiti. I I was thinking for the longest time they were. This was Greta Gerwig, a Um, You know, especially because she didn't get nominated for Best Director. This is kind of way of making up for that. Um, but Ta- Takawahiti gets a lot of love from Academy people and people within the business. And some of the uh, I read some insider things on Twitter and things of that nature that make me really think. This is Taka Wahiti's category to win. And I, I think you'd actually give a really good Oscar speech. I think you'd give a better one than Greta Gerwig. Now, it'd be nice to see her up there. Of course, I'm not saying that by any means. But just in terms of entertainment value, I think i get a little more entertainment value from Wahiti up on the stage. So I'm going to go with Jojo Rabbit. Again, it's not my favorite film of the year by any means. It's a solid film. I give it a, a six and a half, seven, which is pretty good um, out of ten. And I think the script had one character, Sam Rockwell's character in particular, I was not a huge fan of, but there's some really well-written scenes. Uh, so, I mean, that, I, again, that's my long tangent about that category. KJ, what yeah. are you saying is going to happen?
1: I It's kind of like a, a, a should win and well win situation here. I, yeah, I really want, I really think that uh, Little Women should win, should win because of, Greta Gerwig did an awesome job of putting kind of like a little modern perspective on the Little women's story, but uh, Taika Waititi is um has been gaining like all the mem- momentum from like the Writers Guild and the BAFTAs last weekend, and I think that uh and that I th- um I think that he's gonna win because he just got all the momentum, even though I think that Greta Gerwig should win.
0: All right, so both of us going with Jojo Rabbit. Um, Kid J, did you see Jojo Rabbit?
1: I have not seen it yet. I don't know. I don't know if I will be able to.
0: Oh. So all right. All right. So we'll move on to um, these are the big. The, so we have all the acting categories: best picture and best director. So let's go to the supporting categories, Kid J. Let's go with supporting actress first. This is. Not an exciting category. The the actress categories this year, I'm I'm not considering super strong, unfortunately. Supporting actress, a surprise nomination for Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell. Laura Dern and Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh, nice nomination for Little Women. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. This is a heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. Laura Dern's won every single award possible. Um, I'd eat my left shoe if she did not win this category. Uh, this is Laura Dern all the way. Do you agree?
1: I I definitely agree. She uh, she's been the runaway favorite, and she was really good in Marriage store and she had that great scene at like at the at the office, um, giving her a whole speech, and then right after, I thought like she. Right after, like, the divorce is final, she's talking to Scarlett Johansson's character about, like, everything, final details, and that was amazing. And I think that, I think she really kind of carries the supporting characters in the movie, and she's the one that stands out the most.
0: Yeah, for sure, and she brings to life a lot of uh, other maybe mundane topics, uh, you know, about divorce and the legality of it and all that type of stuff, Uh, Laura Dern definitely really popular within the Screen Actors Guild as well, that's another factor Scarlett Johansson, this is the second category she's nominated in, she's also nominated in Best Actress Um, and she has one really good scene in Jojo Rabbit where she plays a mom and a dad at the same time Uh, you have to see the movie to completely understand it's actually a really solid scene I understand why she's nominated in this category probably not enough to take her top, especially compared to Laura Dern Uh, I know you really uh, like the fact that Florence Pugh got a nomination, right?
1: Yeah, a big, yeah, she a big up and comer. Yeah, she was she was great in Little Women.
0: Um, yeah, and then Kathy Bates getting nominated and Adam Sandler not getting nominated. Uh, kind of <laughs> a nice uh, Water Boy uh, Twitter back and forth between the two. If you didn't get a chance to see that, check it out. Just type in Adam Sandler Kathy Bates uh, Twitter, and it will pop up for sure. But we are both going with Laura Dern. Um, supporting actor Also a pretty predictable category So we have Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood Where he plays Mr. Rogers Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes Where he plays a Pope uh, Al Pacino, The Irishman Joe Pesci, The Irishman And Brad Pitt Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Brad Pitt, Justin The only uh, Original character out of these four The other four are based on uh, you know Real life figures which I think is worth mentioning because he is the heavy favorite in this category as well. I really, again, I didn't see the Irishman. I know Joe Pesci is going to be great in it though. Big Joe Pesci fan here. Just huge. Um, You know, ever since, you know, I, my first love of him was in home alone, but then I, you know, it took it to a whole new level when I saw my cousin Vinny. He's good in everything, but unfortunately, he doesn't have puncher's chance in hell. Nobody does. This is Brad Pitt's category all the way. It'll be fun to see him up there uh, when an Oscar for the first time for acting.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, it's definitely Brad Pitt's uh, Brad Pitt's going to run away with this Oscar. And it's going to be great to see his speech, and I'm looking forward to hearing it. I think it should be very entertaining. So.
0: Yep, he's definitely given a lot of uh, interesting uh, speeches along the way as he's cleaned up every single award. He's pretty much a lead. In this movie, Kid J, uh, some people were har- hearkening on the fact that he is a supporting actor when he's pretty much a lead in that movie. Do you think it's justified for him to be in the supporting actor category?
1: Um, probably not. No, but uh, but I think he. I think if Leo's one A, then he is one B. So, I guess yeah, he's technically it, supporting. It's <laughs>
0: such a fine line. How they, you know, what's the definition? A supporting actor uh, yeah. so that is that let's get to I'm gonna get to the actor categories first okay unfortunately these top tier categories are boring in the sense of predictability lead actor Antonio Benderes Banderas, uh, Pain and Glory Leo Leonardo DiCaprio baby we always love nominating him Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Adam Driver, Marriage Story Joaquin Phoenix, Joker And Jonathan Price, the two popes Where? He plays a pope uh, If you couldn't guess, that's the second pope uh, That is mentioned in Two Popes Along with Andy Hopkins Kid Jay, this is, a, this is a strong category This lead actor category Now, none of us saw Pain and Glory uh, Pretty much nobody in America Unless you're a film critic Really saw that movie uh, but apparently, Antonio Banderas is the performance of his life, which is great for him. Not great for us because nobody saw it. Um, but I did see the rest of, of these uh, Leo great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Arguably, you could argue that was his best performance ever in his career, and he's not going to win. Uh, is it, what, what's your favorite Leo movie, Kid J? It's funny that he won for The Revenant when it's clearly not his best movie.
1: Um, this one or, uh, this one or Wolf of Wall
0: Street, I say. Yeah, Wolf-, I, mm, Wolf of Wall Street's pretty good. What about Blood Diamond? I thought he was pretty good
1: in it. I haven't he's, seen it in a while. He's incredible
0: but, in Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond's my number one Leo movie, but this, this one comes, this one comes to be close. Also, Young, Django Chain, uh, he's pretty excellent in it as well, uh... But Quentin Tarantino, he brings a lot of good out of Leo. Adam Driver, really, really good in Marriage Story. Do not underestimate I thought for a long time he was going to be the frontrunner in this category. But Joaquin Phoenix, um, it is a one-man show in Joker. Without him and the performance that he gives, the film does not work. The film does not make over a billion dollars without his performance. Um, uh, there's a reason he's won every single possible award that he's been nominated for this way, so Screen Actors Guild, go, uh, Golden Globe, any little, you know, independent circle, critics, whatever, all of those. He's cleaned them up, Joker's taking it. And you agree, right, Kid J?
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, he's gonna win it for sure. Yeah. Alright, so... so interesting what kind of speech
0: he gives. Are you excited for the lead actress category? Are you excited for it? <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, I can hear the enthusiasm. It's oozing. <laughs> Lead actress Cynthia Revo for Harriet. Did not see that one. Did you see that one? I did not know. Um, Apparently, it's a decent movie. Um, You know, above decent. So, congratulations to her. Well earned. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. Suresha Ronan, Little Women. Charlize Theron, Bombshell. Renee Zellweger. In the movie. Judy Justin I don't even know where I can Watch the movie Judy besides I, I know somebody that watched it on a plane I don't know how they got it on the plane When I can't get it on any of the streaming services Here mm-hmm. um, I, I believe she plays Is it Catherine Hepburn uh, Judy Garland Judy Garland sorry and that uh, Audrey Hepburn uh, Judy Garland yeah. Duh the name of the movie is Judy I'm an idiot Um, yes. So she plays an aging Judy Garland, uh, Renee Zellweger. Everybody loves her. Uh, and apparently they love her enough to not even have a, she's clean up all these awards. I keep reading things and say like, they don't know why she keeps winning. They thought it was a okay performance. You know, that's decent. Um, I have no idea why she's winning all these. If anything, I would pick Scarlett Johansson for marriage story. If I had to pick one in this category, a lot of people like Saoirse Ronan, she's not going to win. Charlize Theron, does she get credit for looking like Megyn Kelly and acting like her perfectly, or is it just a really good imitating performance? That's kind of where the line is right there. Uh, Cynthia Revo for Harriet, it's a nice nomination. Uh, definitely never was going to compete for an actual win. Kid Jay, it's, it's it's Judy for Renee Zellweger, right?
1: Yeah, I'd have to say so, but I think that Scrouch and Hanshin should uh, should win for for her performance because yeah. it was it was really good.
0: This is uh, it's such a it's disappointing how weak this category is. It's usually a very strong category. Just a lot of performances don't really you know stick out in a lot of ways. But the fact Scarlett Johansson couldn't get going for Marriage Story is kind of disappointing because I feel like what what did Netflix? I don't understand well, how can Netflix not get Scarlett some better publicity to 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 be more competitive in this category.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's
0: disappointing for sure. Oh, it's 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 hugely disappointing. Uh, okay. So we have two more categories left, KJ. Two more. And this one is a little more competitive. I saved these last two because they're the, the two of the most competitive uh, categories on the night uh, as far as the big um, categories go. So we have two more, director and best picture. Director, Martin Scorsese. Heard of that guy? Mm-hmm. He's he might have been around the block or two. For the Irishman. Todd Phillips. The hangovers. Todd Phillips. Old school. Todd Phillips. And now he's he's come along. He's completed his career has come full circle. It's he's now made for Joker. Kid Jay, before I move on, should Todd Phillips be in or Greta Gerwig for director?
1: Todd, uh, Greta Garbo should have definitely been in. Mm. I don't understand why Todd for Todd Phillips isn't
0: it. But they they ran a good campaign, I guess. They maybe they know some people on the inside. It's really hard to say. Must um, have Joker well directed, yes. But uh, he he even went out of his way and said it was um, he was trying to imitate um, the king of comedy. Martin Scorsese's old uh, film. So in a lot of ways, it wasn't even original. A lot of the shots are very similar to that movie. Now, there are some iconic shots like him going on the stairs and things like that. And the last scene I actually thought was really well done on The Maury Show um, with Robert De Niro. Excellent. I mean, excellent job. Is it is it deserving of Best Director nomination? Probably not. But then we have Sam Mendes, 1917. Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin, never won Best Director. And Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Kid J, I am all in on 1917, baby. Give me that Ooh. win for Sam Mendez. Now, I, want, I told you earlier we're going to talk about the best scene. The last scene in the movie. You've seen it, too. And I'm not spoiling anything here. It's a World War One movie. World War One has been over for a while. So, the, um, the last scene in the movie, he's Crawling over, going into the open to get to that to, to get to the messenger, uh, to get to the captain. I'm sorry, the messenger tried to get to the captain, and he's running for a continuous shot of I what is it like a minute long, where he's running in that field, to straight uh, in the front line. I think that was the shot of the year. That's the scene of the year, um, and Sam Mendes deserves a lot of credit for that. I, I, I think that he's going to win this. Award and I think he's deserving of it. Bangui Ho a very close second for me though because he also crushed it in Parasite. Quentin Tarantino also once upon a time crushed it. Just not on the same level, you know. Some of you just feel it. Um, so Sam, I'm all in on Sam Mendes' baby, Skyfall. Sam Mendes.
1: Yeah, I'm all in on Sam, Sam Mendes too. Um, yeah. I just won this one because I guess it was a re- it was a really well directed movie and the whole concept was really great and it was a great idea. Come with that, and I think um, it's a really great way to tell the story. And uh, I think he's going to get honored because of it.
0: Do you, is there any chance Bang Joo Ho wins in this category? I think that's the closest, um, you know, competitor.
1: I don't think so because um, I don't think so. I think he's going to get uh, awards in other places. so I don't think he's going to win this one.
0: Fair enough. Well, he's going to win original screenplay, right?
1: Mm, maybe
0: <laughs> not if you have a say in it, it's my say. <laughs> All right, Justin, we've gone through 23 categories. 23, there are 24 categories on the Oscars. Um, it's a nice even number divisible by six, it goes in quarters. i um, you know, six times six times six is four, uh, or 24. Jesus. Um, Why am I doing math? I don't know. It's been a long podcast to get to this final aspect, but this is the big one, Justin. Um, It is best picture. So let's go over the nominees, shall we? We've mentioned all these at some point or another throughout this podcast. Ford versus Ferrari. The Irishman. Jojo rabbit. Joker. Little women. Marriage story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Now, kid Jay, before you give me your pick, I want you to get I want you to give me your top 3 movies. I don't know if they're of the year, but the um the top 3 movies in this category rank them 1 to 3, the top 3. So give me your number 1 overall, number 2, number 3 within this category.
1: I'd have to say Marriage Story, um Little Women and uh once upon a time in hollywood i'd have to say
0: wow that's your one two three
1: um my number one i uh hmm i have to say my number one would probably be um i guess once upon a time in hollywood that was that was the best one
0: yep so what's number two little women little women and then i have to say marriage story interesting very interesting Okay, so I'm going to give you my top three, and they are completely different. Um, I'm going to go 1917, number one overall. Loved, loved, loved that movie. Um, immersive, everything I want out of a film, I got out of it in a lot of ways. I was really tempted to put Ford versus Ferrari, number one, because I also came out of that movie just like, like, let's go, baby, America, Cars everything. Uh, also an emotional story as well. Just a really, really well done. James Mangle, one of my favorite working directors uh, just crushed that movie so much. It's It probably would finish in the bottom of this voting but I don't care it would finish on top of my voting. Um, so that'd be number two for me and I'm really stuck between Parasite once upon a time but I'm going to put Parasite as number three and of course I this comes with a caveat I have not seen Little Women or Irishmen yet but I'm going to put Parasite at number three right now. Parasite, also really well done. So, Kid J, what is your pick for best picture? Brr, that's my drum roll, baby. Drum roll.
1: I'm going, to pick, I'm going to pick Parasite.
0: Oh, okay. Well, when you mentioned that Bung Chi Ho can be recognized in other categories. You were giving it a little precursor. Uh, so, Parasite, you think it's going to pull the upset, huh?
1: I think so, yeah. I think that they're... The, a lot of the new Academy voters really like Parasite, and I think that because it's been nominated in so many other key categories, I think if they if it secures a couple of those wins, that it could win Best Picture, and I think I think it will win Best Picture.
0: The, the thing that gives me pause about 1917 is that it does not have an editing nomination and Parasite does what what can you pull up the odds really quick on Best Picture?
1: Yes. Um.
0: While you're doing that, I'm just going to talk a little more about. So again, as I mentioned before, 18 of the last 19 Best Picture winners nominated for and won an editing, or I'm sorry, where they, they were nominately nominated at least for an editing uh, Oscar. And the fact and the only one I wasn't was Birdman. Oddly enough, 1917 shot very similar to Birdman in terms of this one long shot. It's not an editing achievement. It's a cinematography achievement. There's a difference. <sighs> okay, Jay, I gotta go with my heart on this one. I just gave you the rankings. When it comes down to this closeness, I I could I could feel momentum for Parasite in a lot of ways. But 1917 also has a lot of love. I'm gonna go 1917, baby. I just gotta go with my heart. I'm gonna have a lot more fun rooting for that one to win. It is my film of the year, uh, nineteen seventeen, baby? Let's go! Can you give me those odds? You got those odds?
1: Yes, um, nineteen seventeen is a minus two thirty favorite. That means you have to bet two hundred thirty dollars to win hundred dollars. Mm. Um, Parisai is a plus, is a plus two fifty favorite. Oh and man! And then Once Upon a Time Once Upon a Time is 8 to 1 yeah. Joker is sixteen to 1 Jojo Rabbit is 60 to 1 Joker, or Jojo Rabbit and The Irishman Are both 60 to 1 Marriage Story is 125 to 1 Little ones is 150 to 1 And Ford vs. Ferrari is 200
0: to 1 How do you think Netflix feels about getting Irishman and the Marriage Story nominated but having No chance in hell of winning they, Yeah it's gonna just, I mean Roma was The favorite last year and that didn't win This is <laughs> Are they like trying to play both ways, the Academy, like like Netflix, congratulations, you're investing a lot in movies, but we also hate you because you don't put your movies in long, drawn-out theater runs. Instead, you just put them right on Netflix, and you're kind of ruining the theater model. Is that why you think Netflix doesn't have a chance at winning in the, in the near future? Because there's kind of that backlash from the Academy saying, uh, you know, if you're not going to put these movies in theaters and have a box office then you don't deserve to win. You might deserve to get nominated because it is really good, but you're not going to win. Would you agree with that notion?
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
0: Okay. Justin, I just want to give one shout out here. Again, I think we mentioned it when we are talking about the uh, reacting to the Oscar nominations. Uh, it, it, in my top five this year would have been Uncut Gems and Adam Sandler, uh, I would argue, to possibly win Best Actor. Um, over Joaquin Phoenix the fact that that movie is not nominated and Adam Sandler is not nominated is a travesty it's because pe- when people look back you know films in a certain year the first thing they look is oh, what were the Oscar nomination that year what was nominated for best picture Anka Gems being left out of that is highly disappointing mm-hmm. especially because this category can go up to 10 and it went to 9 again uh and just one more note. So how does the best picture get voted on? Really interesting, really weird, doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, it's not this everybody votes and the top vote getter wins like a Heisman. Nope. Uh so they, they do preferential balloting where everybody votes. If no film crosses the fifty percent threshold, then they take the last place one out and everybody revotes again. And they do that over and over again until they get to a film that has over fifty percent. It's so weird, so weird. But Kid J, this is the ninth contest that we've done. Pretty crazy. We're getting old, man. We're getting old. Yeah. Getting uh, you know, we, we both have jobs, and we usually do a nice long write-out for this. Uh, but <laughs> you know, we've been so busy, we just decided to do it all in one podcast. But what we will do is on the website and we'll put a link on the social media as well is a uh, post a link. We will have our picks there. You can see them nice and quick. If you prefer that, um, we're not gonna have write-ups below them. We're just going to show our picks with some bolding, some cool, of bolding red, blue, and greens, fun colors. Um, but I just want to thank everybody for listening. Kid J. Thank you so much for coming on and, um, you know, doing this contest with me like we've done the last eight years prior, uh, and for obviously, uh, producing this pod, this great podcast.
1: Oh, of course. It's always, it's always awesome to do these movie picks every year and I really enjoy it. So it's wonderful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, so thank you everybody for listening, to, uh, Instagram at big C podcast, Twitter at big C podcast. We might be putting up some more polls there. um, about this Oscar nomination. So everybody enjoy hopefully it's a good broadcast. Hopefully it's entertaining. And you know, I hope it runs over time. I just I you know people really hate it when it runs over time. So I always root for it to run over time because everybody seems bothered by it for some reason. That's all I gotta say about that. I don't know why. But thank you everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. Hope this helps with any Oscar pool that you may be in. And thank you for listening and have a great Sunday night watching the Oscars, baby. I'm the man.